Hi, I'm Tally. Hi, I'm Tony. And we're book lovers. Who are lazy? Hello, everyone. Hi. So, guess who's back with a brand new rap? <laughs> <laughs> Set in the tone. <laughs> a two people cannot rap, <laughs> nor rhyme. <laughs> nor form a coherent sentence I can, I can barely even read <laughs> um, I'm excited to hear about classics today yes yeah, so we're doing short and sharp uh, just a list of because Natalie doesn't really read classics Cause and I'm frankly dumb. doesn't really enjoy them <laughs> no not because you're no, dumb I'm not they're sure. not for everyone but you don't, no. you don't generally enjoy them and I was like there is a few that I've read between like uni and school that I, I've worked out the ones that I like that I think are tolerable to a modern audience. So I, I made a blog about it a little while ago. And now I'm just gonna do you like a little live version. Live version, I like that. And I'm gonna talk about them. Most of you these do have a lot of classics. Oh I do, and I try before this year I was like trying to pepper them in. Mm. Between my trash reading. But a trash reading is so much more fun. Trash reading is more fun. I was, I was trying to and hit... depression reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, undiagnosed, very sure. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, when uh, our last, like, what I've been reading update, when we've got to include three trigger warnings because of what I've been reading. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, there's a real trend going on here and I don't know what it says about me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm absolutely fine. Which always means you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am alive. <laughs> so, so let's hear about these let's, bad boy classics. Let's do it. Maybe I might have read some. Who knows? I might have. I mean, none of these are particularly like. Obviously, all classics are well known. That's why they're classics. But. I wouldn't say any of these are niche, mm. to be honest. So this one genuinely is, without being like poncy, I don't know if that's a word that's going to translate not non-English Pretentious. people. Pretentious. Yeah. About it. This is genuinely my favourite classic and one of my favourite books. Mm. Jane Eyre, Charlotte Bronte. Not read any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jane Eyre is essentially, it starts, her mother has died and she's been sent to live with her aunt, who's not a nice person. Very typical, rich, spoiled, Victorian era aunt. Loves her own like children. A oh, she's no, she's there's, there's a husband involved who okay. dotes on Jane, and then he passes away. Ah. And then she's just like mistreated, but then she dotes her on her own children. And so mm. it kind of starts with that early part of her childhood, and then the aunt sends her away to a boarding school because she's so troublesome and like untamable and wild and she's not really that wild she just read a book once or she's just kind of a bit free-spirited and stuff and in, she does enjoy reading yeah so she spends a lot of time in the house's library like escapism and that kind of thing and there's like a horrible red room it's called there's just like a theme that repeats throughout victorian literature the red room they have a red room that she gets locked in that scares her where someone died and she's convinced this guy's so it's very like 
Victorian There's Gothic. There's a red room in the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, it's a very mm. it's a repeating theme in a lot of Victorian literature. Yeah. And I did used to know the reason, but I don't know why. That that bit of information's gone, I just know it's a thing. You'll find it in a lot of Maybe that it's era. Just their, uh, as you said in a previous episode about they were mm. learning about psychology and you know, stuff. fascination with death yeah. and so she, someone died in that room and she's convinced it's haunted. So it's very gothic. Understandable. Like, this is, like, shot the Bronte sisters are very classic gothic. I never knew that. Yeah, all of them. All of them oh, are. Oh, I thought it was, like, classic romance. No. Gothic literature. Oh, I'm so this is, it up. Again, female authors that mm. have been, obviously... Like, it's the same as when you read Austen and people are like, oh, it's just fluff I romance books. That they were like Jane Austen and I've not read mm. any Jane Austen either. And I just assumed it was all romance. Austen's not... Not how it gets portrayed in the films quite a lot. I've never watched any of the films because I intend on reading the books first. <laughs> Do you know, she, she's another one, again, which we've talked about last episode, about like romance authors, modern romance authors and how they get characterised yeah. to be taken less seriously. These guys are the same and that's why they wrote under pseudonyms. Is it because women read them so everyone was just like, must be trash there romance? Was, there was or... a, a real fear about women reading literature because in the... We talked about this before. Because like, it would make them smart no not really because it was new so you had like printing press literature was more readily available lots more to distribute and then you had the rise of like the middle and upper classes having a lot more luxury time Mm. and but the sort of an era where women couldn't do anything you had to be a well accomplished woman yeah so you sat around all day doing your accomplishments and stuff like that so this is when women reading fiction and therefore women writing fiction took off quite a bit yeah okay and you've got like mary shelley and like that lots of genres were started by women in this era um <laughs> mary shelley i found out she had like sex on her yeah on her mum's grave or whatever it was she's like the she's queen but she started an entire genre yeah, of fiction I mean, yeah she's a queen and you know and she, someone like edgar, edgar Allan poe will get more credit for yeah. even though she yeah yeah, she paved that way. So with, with her science craziness, fiction. and I yeah. love it. Like yeah, early and science then fiction. like Octavia Butler, mm-hmm. but people often yeah. disregard her, even though she is a pioneer in it as well. And there was like there was genuine hysteria, like concern about women's hysteria with romance fiction mm. because there were women then writing fan fiction. Like fan fiction started in the Victorian era yeah. with Victorian upper middle class ladies as well, and like real concern of these women that were like weeping and distraught because of something that happened in books <clears throat> and like there's letters there. you can, <laughs> yeah, there's letters you can find being sent back and forth about the authors like the oh, romances in these books that. and like especially the austin and the bronte but any of the bronte sisters they're all like book groups i love it quite a lot of them were unmarried which at the time was Scandalous. revolutionary mm. emily bronte i or is it emily dickinson i always get them mixed up at least i think one of them was suspected to be a lesbian in the closet not a gay but i can't remember i might be mixing up emily's i'm very sorry (laughs) it's been a while since my uni degree (laughs) maybe both of them (laughs) who knows but i mean they were famous sort of spinsters essentially all three of the sisters Um, and history said they were just roommates yes And Charlotte Bronte is like my favourite out of the three of them. Mm. I read a couple of the Emily Bronte ones, but Charlotte Bronte's ones I just prefer. There's three of them, right? Yes. What was the other one? I can never remember the third one. Charlotte, <laughs> so Emily, and don't remember. I've got the collection up there, but it doesn't say. It just oh, Bronte Charlotte sisters. But there so is they were there, all, but she didn't write they many. Were all absolute queens, like yes. writing their literature. Um, Love it. 
their mum should have been proud. Yeah, so Jane Eyre gets sent to this boarding school where they're heavily mistreated. Kids die in their hundreds every winter because there's no heating. It's, like, badly underfunded. And it's quite good they'll have stuff like the girls in the boarding school have very strict rules, no curly hair, because it, like, made them promiscuous and vain. Of course, curly hair does equal but sex mad. The yeah. headmaster will walk in and he, like, he cut a girl's hair in front of everyone, humiliated her. And then his daughter sat behind him with coffered like curls. I mean, because it's he's not like class. they had straighteners back then, is it? Like, what are you doing? She's naturally curly hair. Yeah. And he shaves it in front of everyone as a punishment and humiliates her. I mean, this and, is the same era of if you're left-handed, you're the yeah. devil or whatever. Yeah. So. But then his upper-class daughter sat behind him with the ringlet curls of the and era. Okay. And so there's a lot of that that Jane observes. Mm. A lot of like Jane is a very like observer, and she doesn't really get a backbone until later. But that's mm. not because she doesn't have one. It's just because. She kind of accepts her lot in life. She doesn't find a way to sort of... No, she just kind of is like, this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, fair dues. And then she has a best friend at the boarding school who says to her, like, we're never going to get out of this life unless we advertise, she calls it. We've got to advertise and get into these big houses. Okay. Because, like, Jane isn't middle class or lower middle class or even working class. She's from an upper class family that have sent her here. But some of these kids are orphans and stuff like that so it's one of those kind of schools mm. and then her friend basically passes away from like an outbreak of the many illnesses that take the kids every winter yeah. and so then jane grows up in this boarding school and then she does she does what her friend says she advertises she gets a job as a governess in a big house mm-hmm. it's a really mysterious big house the owner is like away all the time we like that kind of vibe yep it's just the gov. She's the governess. There's just the mistress of the house, and then his ward, mm-hmm. which is a girl that's not even his child. He dated her mother. Oh, so like and, a stepchild. Yeah, so her mother, a French mother. He, they had an affair together, and then the mother. I can't. She either leaves or dies. I can't remember. And he just takes this little French girl. Oh, how modern! I love it. Yes, and then just ditches her in his massive mansion which he never oh. comes to well that's not quite so modern yes. well it's so, he was a king there but whatever <laughs> uh there's very mixed feelings about our male protagonist whose names i can't remember eh, it's not important um it's not his story it kind of is but like so she's there to be the governess for this little french girl um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's basically and then he comes home to find this very young but she's like Jane always describes herself as plain and boring and dull and because she's looking at herself poor yeah. and that kind of thing. And he throws these extravagant house parties, and she's just there like, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna yeah. participate. I can't afford to lose my job. I can't afford to be debauched. Like I've got you know. And then it's about how their relationship develops. But then there's lots of gothicy stuff of the woman and like mysterious things happen. The women in the attic rumors start happening. And I can't tell you anymore without spoiling the ending. Oh my god, I have been sleeping on these, yeah. just assuming. I have nothing against romance, it's just not a genre I tend to gravitate towards. Because I don't want to read about happy people in love. So I, I rarely pick it up, but I have it's, been it's sleeping. It's very much of him being like a so flirtatious cat. disregarding all this romance. Yeah. Like, oh my god. And it's very much him being like flirtatious cat and she's like, no. Please. <laughs> and it's all on Jane's terms and that kind of thing. And that's where 
you know the quotes like I am no bird no cage will net insert me you gave me that and that's on my wall yeah so yeah. that's so that's the thing and there's oh. another one that's like I am not an automaton I am a real being with feelings so very feminist for the time so feminist and why the, am I not reading it and the way she ends it because I've done an essay about this is why oh. I know so much but like the way she ends it is the most feminist ending she could give it for the time. Oh. And I can't tell you about it without spoiling it, but she essentially puts Jane in a position of power ah. whilst allowing the man to retain enough power. That it wasn't like witchcraft at the time. <laughs> Basically, something happens to the man. Mm-hmm. They end up together, but it makes him vulnerable and she has to take care of him and take charge and that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm clapping. And, you can't and, see this. I'm clapping. Yeah. I'm so excited. It has great Why quotes. Am I not like, um, like, who are you? Like, so this is to the man when he gets ill. Like, who are you to give your soul away? You're mine. That kind of thing. Yeah. It's very clear that Jane chooses this. Okay. Because yeah. Jane chooses not to choose it at one point, and then she chooses it again. So it's it's not Love you know it. this virginal yeah goody good girl with the powerful dark mysterious man it plays on those tropes yeah quite feminist for the era which is why i love it so much there's yeah. a lot of layers to it a lot of great quotes that sounds great i like it. and it's very gothic there's Sold. lots of spooky stuff in it as well so um lots of mystery and it plays on a lot of the classics from that era this is why it's such a like the woman in the attic the red womb ghosts gothic mansion in the middle of the countryside yeah. you know you've got obviously a lot of victorian views about foreign people with the little french girl because mm. there's like times when the little french girl like sings songs in french that the mistress is like clapping along to but jane knows french and then translates them and you find out they're quite promiscuous oh i love it because her mother was a dance hall girl uh, and stuff like that yeah. so anyway oh i love it that is why i actually own that as well so i will finally read it even though i've owned it for about 20 years <laughs> yeah so it's, it's a proper not fluffy like drawn out prose that you mm. find in austin and dickens basically hate dickens souls <laughs> i will die on that hill <laughs> gladly <laughs> another one i like just potentially less feminist but uh mansfield park jane austen I know I've just trashed Austin then saying it's fluffy. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Like, again, it's feminist writing for women of the time. Yeah. But Mansfield Park's the one I like the most because it's the most political... Like, the female character in it isn't... The whole thing is about she wants to get married. That's, mm-hmm. not, what's, that's not what happened in Mansfield Park. Mm-hmm. Got Lord Mansfield. Mm-hmm. His wife's sister married a poor man for love. Mm-hmm. They live in a Silly. very poor portside town and they have like a hundred kids but there's like 20 kids in that house as you do when you're poor yeah and our main character she's their sister and her are still in in touch just estranged because obviously they can't associate with her because she ran off with a poor man mm-hmm, of course but they're still in touch and at one point she says I'm, I'm pregnant again and so they decide to take one of her children off her hands like one of like 19 which is our main character oh okay and she okay, gets okay. sent away to live in the big house with lord mansfield and his children okay her second cousins or cousins it's a bit dodge they got a lot of children the lord mansfield they have two sons and a daughter oh okay so they're not overrun with kids no so the eldest son is off away with lord mansfield in the colonies so there's lots of reference to the slave trade and the business he's in but it's lots of thinly veiled references but this is where it gets political because for it to even be alluded to at the time was quite a big deal yeah because there's lots of like how Lord Mansfield's made his fortune, how they all don't talk about it, how they're a little bit ashamed of it. Because mm. this is about when, 
obviously it's been abolished in England at the point of this book, but it's still legal in other countries and you're still able to have those holdings yeah. and stuff in abroad in the colonies. This is pre-American Industrial Revolution and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and so it's just about her childhood growing up in that house, a lot of what she sees and hears. She likes to write. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to foster that. They consider her, again, it's another girl that's like a wild girl. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously, these are, um, Jane Austen is always like about domestic women's lives. Mm. So it very much centres on that story. And there's a love story in it. But I quite like it. You know, there's there's scandals in it. And then like the eldest son comes back from the colonies disgusted by what he's seen and he has like drawings which our main character finds like drawings of the, what happens to the slaves mm. and that's not discussed I, I'm getting it mixed up with the film but oh. basically she sees these drawings and it's, she's obviously very sheltered like a lot of those women are and she's yeah. like horrified by it and then by the end of it Lord Mansfield like chooses to take his business elsewhere because okay. it, it messes up his son yeah. and then everyone like disapproves once they find out what's actually going on because this guy has journals and things like that Mm. which they read and yeah so so what you're telling me is that men are trash for this world that's what i mean yeah it's pride of prejudice as well like darcy is just a bit of an asshole of a man who then comes to terms with the fact he's an asshole apologizes and that's when they fall in love like that's pride and prejudice mm. if you ignore the movies and the fluff that have been built around yeah. it and very good at slow burn romances is Jane mm-hmm. Austen, mm-hmm. but in Mansfield Park, there's like there's an affair. No first harem in that day in those. Books. No, but there is affairs and there's like house parties. That's and... cheeky, isn't it? Rather, right. But that one in Emma, I quite like. Hit um, me up. Okay, next one, which we've discussed the other week, so I won't go too detailed. Picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. Oscar Wilde. <laughs> Oscar Wilde is like a Blake. Like if you want to get into classics, he is 1920s, so he's not classic, classic, modern classic. Mm. But if you want to get into that style of literature, it very much fits with the 1800s Victorian vibe, but slightly, obviously, 1920s. Obviously, a lot of references to... Do be a queen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of him trying to talk about relationships that aren't talked about without talking about Mm -hmm. it. But Doreen Gray, we went into, for our uh, horror books, we went into a big... Part one. Go back and listen to part one. But good gothic era ghost story creepiness yes. i found it creepy as a modern day reader yeah but other oscar books again are very Watch the recent film as well yeah when i say readable. recent it wasn't recent but the most recent version <laughs> very readable as a modern reader mm. and then um another good horror creepy one that i still found creepy as a modern reader is edgar Allan poe mm. the one that really stuck out to me was there's one called the pit and the pendulum oh okay and it's actually this guy who wakes up in pitch black in like a dungeon and that's like my nightmare and basically there's a pit in the middle of this dungeon but it's so dark he can't tell where the edge of the pit is so he wakes up and walks like the circle of the pit and but then there's a pendulum that comes swinging across randomly and you don't know why he's there you don't know when he's getting out and that's the story is that is very creepy that's like that feels like you know like the you know like the torture porn renaissance movie. yeah it feels like that would have been a good uh inspiration for like saw tasks oh i mean edgar Allan poe is sort of again another one that's because mm. then telltale heart have you heard of that that's the only one i've read i think oh and the raven they're the only two i've read i've never read the raven actually 
I've got a, a one of his books, like yeah. a collection of his books. Not any I've got. Ones I think I've got, got the complete yeah. collection. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And his poetry's not bad for poetry. Like I it's really like the Telltale part actually. It mm. did give me spooky vibes, even though it's very short. And I was like, nothing happens. But it did creep me out. Yeah, so in the Telltale Heart, basically, our main character... I was looking, I was like... Yeah. (laughs) The main character lives with this old man. You don't really know what their relationship is. And he Mm. finds him very creepy. And, like, our main character is clearly unstable. Um, And then he kills him. And then it's all about the heart under the floorboards. Yeah, no. And, like, him worried he's going to get caught and going oh. slowly insane. Yeah, like he peeps through the crack in the door and it's just yeah. really creepy yeah, for some whole, reason. Yeah, it's very, uh, I guess, under like your skin. How goose- it's creepy, I don't know, but it just is. Yeah, a lot of these things, again, it's like making the ordinary other. Mm. So it's just like, an, it's just an old man, but the way he describes him, yeah. it's just like, Hurr. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally that face. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not, like, I think... They're not very long, are they? They're not long. Mm. They're very readable. They're not, again, fluffy prose, like mm. long descriptions. They're very high-paced, like adrenaline. Like They could probably be picked up by most people because I think they're so. short. Yeah. Um, you could probably make it through and then you might find you really enjoy it. Yeah, it's not a massive undertaking, I no. don't think. No. I've just... Hang on, guys. I've just remembered the main character in Mansfield Park is called Fanny. Fanny? <laughs> That it just popped in. It's not Daphne. Daphne. It kind of rhymes with Daphne. I think Daphne's another one. (laughs) Sorry, just it just came to me. Yeah. Okay. uh, So our next one, I is Secret Garden. (gasps) Yeah. Francis Hodgson Burnett. I read that last year for the first time. I have reread it quite a few times. Like it's hidden on my shelves, but there's a very well thumbed copy of it. I love it so much. I did it. I, um, it. I did do it for my uni degree when we did children's literature. Yeah. Because it was one of like twenty books on the syllabus, and I was like, I'm just gonna write about this because I like this book. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> There's lots of layers to it. Um, I love the film, even though they change how she ends up at the mansion. Did you watch the recent film? Yes, I prefer the Maggie Smith one. I've not seen any of them. I read the books so that I could watch the recent film, but I still haven't bothered watching. I prefer the nineties one with Maggie. Smith. Okay. That's my favourite. I've got that, by the way, on DVD if you want it. <laughs> yeah, that's my all-time favourite. I just love the, the imaginative world of the children in the garden and that kind of thing, and I did a lot of that sort of stuff. And I was always that kid in the garden making up worlds, like, singing to myself, so... And I love that her being there brings life to the sun, like... Yeah, and it, it's all about... It's just so nice. It's about spring and, like fresh air and wholesomeness and like good mm. things and all that kind of stuff and very victorian very victorian obviously really nice there's like underlayers to it because obviously mm. she lived in india in the colonies and that's what made her a sickly dull tempered horrible child yeah and it's very colonial mm-hmm. and i want to acknowledge that yeah like, in the books i think that's why they changed how she, she comes over in mm. the films I was just watching your leaves. Yeah, no, they um they start popping up about this time yeah, of day. And they, they they'll, cool, yeah, they're just like, oh hey, the leaves are awake now. Yeah, they'll start going flat straight soon. Oh. Tony's room is full of beautiful plants, and Amazing one of them has just woken up. Yep, Calenthia's move with the day. Oh, it's so cute. Especially as there's no there's no natural light in yeah. the room at the moment. It's just the big overhead light, so yeah. they're moving for that as well. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. So it's very also there's colonial undertones, mm. and then we want to go the bullshit literature route. 
yeah, go on. of my uni days, it's also to do with like the womb and Christ. Because the secret garden's like a garden of Eden. I regret you going into this immediately. I'm so sorry. The moment you said womb, I was like, nope. But it's it's not in the literature. This is interpretation. Yeah, yeah. You can interpret things however you want, really. Yeah, this is this is the the BS that you get with a uni degree. (laughs) It's literature, but yeah. And then, sorry, I do just have to ask. I know we're trying to do this, but so when you do a uni degree, do you have to find meaning in books? Like, do you just have to make something up if you don't find a meaning? So if you're writing, like, like an essay about a book, uh-huh. you've got to take your own take on it. Okay. And then you have to find criticism and theories and present them. Okay. So, like, here's this viewpoint by such and such. Here's this theory that follows this type of theory. Okay. And you have to present that information. You don't have to agree with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you have to present it and, like, look into the themes and of the book. Oh, okay. I did the same for art. Mm. Yeah, so I was like, we were given artists and we had to do a... Interpretations of, of them, yeah. their, And we got given whether we find it positively or negatively. No, I wasn't oh. I wasn't given a viewpoint to argue from. Oh, that's good. That was completely up to me. Oh, that's nice. As the essay writer, so you have to almost tell a story with your essays. Oh, if you're okay, going to okay. do it, if you're going to do it well. So you could find criticism and theories that would support your opinion. Mm-hmm. And then you should obviously show some that were the opposing opinion. And then right yeah, conclusion okay. a lot of the times i'm not gonna lie i just wrote what would agree with what the professor said because then they'd give me a good mark yeah so obviously they must give you their interpretation or what oh, yeah. or what their favorite interpretation. oh yeah i assume that kind of degree it's the it's professors that enjoy hearing themselves talk and oh, showing how smart they it's are so i don't care what people say it's a very subjective degree any art artistic yeah, degree like art oh, yeah but because i had one tutor i i poetry tutor that dropped out halfway because he was fraternising with the students. Oh, how English professor yeah. <laughs> Poetry as yeah. well. Um, of course he And then we got a new one and he had like, a, he had a lot to say about my work when we had like a one-to-one. I was like, dude, I wasn't writing it for you. I was writing it for the other professor. And he's like, that's not how this game works. And I was like, that's exactly yes, Oh, I'm sorry. Have you never been a professor before? He was like, that's playing the game. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I want to pass. Yeah. Um, and then this same professor, when he eventually, like, I, I didn't get on well with him. And eventually I went to him, because, like, the way they took the grades from, like, the previous year and then, like, what they took out of your final year, I was like, I just have to pass this one. Yeah. Because I've got high two ones and everything else. Yeah, don't give a shit what you think, I'm mate. carrying through a high two one from last year. I was like, you aren't going to count. Like, they genuinely didn't... You are nothing they to me, mate. <laughs> three out of your four modules for the oh. final year. As your grades, and they took your last year's highest grade. That makes sense. So I was like, you don't count. And like, you clearly don't like my writing style, so I'm not going to try. I'm not doing this for you anymore. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was like... I'm not going to, like, stress myself out when I know you're going to do me wrong anyway. Yeah, he really didn't like that. You're going to do me dirty, so what's the matter? He really didn't like that. He did not get me a good grade. (laughs) Yeah, like, my overall grade was a 2-1, and it should have been a first, but they didn't like Yeah, I was a high 2-1. They didn't like the topic I chose for my final project, and I was like, it's art, it's subjective. One of my my modules, which was um, fantastic fiction, which is like a genre, a bullshit literature genre. Like magical realism? No. Uh, It's too long to explain. Anyway, no. So that completely. <laughs> uh, you had a fantastic. Oh yeah, I think. yeah. So my, I missed out on a first because I got a semicolon wrong on the third page. Bastard. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Just give me the mark, yeah, like, like, just you kidding? You didn't see it. They wanted publishable level quality to get a first for the stories. Um, but... I find 
grammar mistakes in every published book. Don't give me that shit. Yeah, so they were like, I was like, what do you want me to do? Like, hire an editor? Like, uh, and even then they still me? miss it. Yeah. Published books still have... Uh, yeah, okay. So they wanted published level quality and I missed out by getting a semicolon wrong. Sorry, guys. That not was gonna... published level quality. <laughs> <laughs> not going to go off on a tangent. <laughs> we'll do a special episode on it. I've written a blog about, if you want to know what it's like <laughs> to do a writing degree, I have written a blog about it. Like, <laughs> seven it. things I wish I'd known because... You need yeah. to know. By the same author, A Little Princess. Oh, not read that. So different to the films. It's in the kids' programme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different to the 90s film of it. It's so much more magical. She's just this... Basically, her father travels abroad, has businesses abroad, drops off at her English boarding school like a lot of them did. And I don't she, want to look after She's my kids very wealthy, often. gets gets treated like she's like the queen of the class but mm. she's not pretentious about it she's a very nice person but the teacher cares about money the most mm-hmm. and the headmistress and so she gets a lot of privileges yeah and then her dad goes missing and the money stops ah. and this woman's like well i'm not going to turn you out on the street i'm not heartless so you're going to go be a servant mm. and then treats her like absolute dirt because she's poor and then all her friends Stunning. all her friends who she used to her dad used to buy things for as his daughter's yeah. friends they all turn on her and all she has left is like this very nice little doll and he used to call her a princess and things like that and she's like, I don't need to be wealthy to be a little princess at heart. And she tells lots of beautiful stories. She makes friends with a scullery maid who's been mistreated her whole life and didn't have this privilege. And then they sort of find comfort with each other in telling these stories. Mm. And then um, it's all about how she finds her way back to her father. But it's just a very beautiful, like, the love of storytelling mm-hmm. is what I loved about it when I was yeah. younger, and I still love about it. And that's what this girl is. She's like, everyone likes her because she tells cool stories. And then she can't tell it to her friends anymore, so she just tells it to anyone who'll listen. Like, yeah. this maid and things like that. But we've all been there. <laughs> um, and, you know, the nasty headmistress gets her comeuppance and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, all the good stuff. Um, we like that. I do really love it, and I have reread it quite a few times. And I prefer it over the film. I felt the film cheapened it a lot and was just like, here's a cute kid. Like, All right, where's the rest? (laughs) Yeah. And then my final one is The Adventures of Tom Sawyer slash Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, Mark Ah, Twain. Another one I've intended to read and never read. Yeah, so this is (laughs) set in antebellum uh, America, so that's pre-Civil War. Mm -hmm. So lots of themes in that. Like, Mark Twain's quite famous for being quite controversial and he's still banned. These books are still banned in certain states in America oh, from being taught in schools. Against or very against slavery. Everything? So South okay. in the yeah, South. Yeah, because also he, South he discusses a lot of these themes. People don't want to see it. They don't no. want to admit it. And his books have the N word in because it was written at the time. It is set mm. in pre Civil War, but written from a post Civil War where he was pro, obviously freeing slaves and abolishing slavery and stuff like that so but it's written of a kid in that world right 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 yeah and i i haven't actually reread these as an adult i actually only read them as a kid um and the only thing i mostly remember from them is the cave tunnels which gave me nightmares gave me a recurring nightmare oh my god that lasted into my adulthood (laughs) oh my god don't reread them (laughs) yeah that's why i haven't reread them because i was like i don't need that yeah i used to have a recurring they used they were in these tunnels that were old like mining tunnels yeah and they get stuck down there and stuff and it gave me a recurring nightmare of me in the tunnels and like various friends and nightmare changed depending on when my friends changed 
but like friends who I couldn't get out of the tunnels and everyone yeah. was just screaming at me like why didn't you save them and that's why my dream is me crawling through these tunnels yeah, trying, trying to, to save, save people oh that's so sweet but, but I, haven't, I, haven't had it, I haven't had it in years yeah but it was a re- <laughs> cause a repeating dream oh, <laughs> when oh, God, that so horrible. long but don't reread them anytime soon no. <laughs> but they're, yeah they're another one that's very good like if you want to learn about history as well like an American history especially like this is all history we don't get taught as mm. English people and I don't think Americans are taught I was going to say potentially history Americans are not taught as well, well but this is a banned book states. this yeah, is exactly. a banned book in some places how that can still be banned is ridiculous a lot of Mark Twain is banned like, I always find To it, Kill a Mockingbird is banned I in a lot of places I don't understand how and they claim it's just because books. they use the n-word in the no, books bullshit and, that's and we all know it. it's bullshit yeah yeah. Like To Kill a Mockingbird is banned in a lot of places I was going to say to you if you read that, of course you have. Yes, I have. Um, um, you you could get it for the school library and just, if you really cared, tip X out that word. You could, yeah, they could. If it's just that word, books, just yeah. get rid of it. I'm not here for censoring, but if it means you're not banning books. Yes. Mm. So. Oh, I like that list. That was a nice... Short and sweet. Short and, and sweet, guys. And you've changed my mind on so many things just there. Yeah, that's... that's like, Look who's picking up some classics now. Um, and also, if you do go on my blog, there was actually a great commenter on that blog who gave a bunch of recommendations of classics on the same line as other books I'd read. So, just a quick shout-out to her. She had a really good list there. A lot of them I actually hadn't read. The week this episode comes out, we'll put that blog in a link tree. Yeah, yeah. So, that's another... Thing you can go check out of like what if you as a modern reader if you wanted to get into them how you go about it thanks guys bye bye i hope you enjoyed this quick one bye <laughs> thanks for listening check out the link tree in our instagram bio for our blogs tiktoks and our own instagrams <laughs>